Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also the senior pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfort, Kentucky. Pastor Well is a podcast dedicated to helping servants of the Lord Jesus Christ be faithful in ministry and especially uh, helping and serving pastors. And one of the key things that most pastors have to face is how to keep a healthy marriage while in ministry. You hear sad stories that sometimes ministry contributes to the demise of a marriage, and of course, uh, that ought not to be. If God calls you to be a minister and calls you to be married, there cannot be any inherent conflict in those two things. Both of those things are ordained of God. We've, God's called us to do both things. So there's not an innate, inherent conflict in them. That doesn't mean that you won't feel tension, demands on your time. Sometimes you're gonna have to make difficult choices, but there is no inherent contradiction between being married and being a minister of the gospel, being a pastor, because God's called you to both. And if he's called you to do both, he enables you to do both. So therefore, the goal is to figure out how can I do both of these things in the right balance? Because you wanna honor the Lord in both things, in your marriage and in ministry. So let me talk about your, your marriage. First of all, I think your goal ought to be what I call honest joy. Uh, I, I think both things are necessary because a pastor and his wife need to, first of all, be honest with each other about what ministry is, what those expectations are, even unrealized or unmet expectations. It has to be the kind of thing you can at least talk about. But joy is a conscious choice that you're both making. And you really sometimes have to coach each other. We're not going to let this get us down. We're not going to let the difficulties of, of the ministry come between us. Whatever other challenges we might face outside of, of our marriage, we're going to, within our marriage, we're gonna encourage one another, we're gonna bless each other, we're gonna choose to be joyful even when things are, are, are tough. And so when you choose that, when you encourage each other, let's remind each other, Tanya and I call, that, call this hyper-connecting. We sometimes look at each other and we just say, hey, uh, whatever else is happening, whatever, whatever else is going on, whatever challenge we face, we're not going to let this get in our way. We're not going to let this drive us apart. It might hurt, it might grieve us, we might face sorrow. Sometimes we weep together, we pray together a lot, uh, especially in those difficult times. We pray probably more than at other times when we're in trouble. I think it's one reason why God allows trouble into our lives. But we look at each other and we just say, hey, whatever else happens, it's not going to affect us. You know, someone asked me uh, sometime recently, they said, how is it you seem like a positive person? How do you stay joyful? And I said, well, you know, I long time ago realized that at the end of the day, I'm coming home to Tanya York and that's a really happy thing for me. And at the end of life, I'm going home to Jesus. Whatever else happens, those two things are going to give me incredible joy and delight. And that's what you have to do. You have to choose joy. I would say the second thing is that means that you develop a grateful spirit. You really have to maintain gratitude. 
show gratitude to one another, uh, show deference, kindness, graciousness, manners to one another. Now, this was a revelation to me when I got married. I remember uh, one time, right after we got married, I think we were in the kitchen, I stepped on Tanya's foot or whatever, I didn't say a word, and she stopped and she looked at me and she said, aren't you gonna say anything? And I said, like, well, what do you want me to say? She said, aren't you gonna say you're sorry you stepped on my foot? I said, well, I would assume you know I didn't mean to step on your foot. And she said, if you stepped on anyone else's foot, would you say you're sorry? I said, well, sure. I, you know, I mean, to a perfect stranger. She said, well, why would you be kinder and show more manners to a stranger than you would your wife? Uh, well, she was right. And I had to learn. She really wants me to show manners to her. Uh, and I had to work at that. You know, I had to choose to say, please, thank you. She does not prepare me a meal that I don't thank her for. Uh, when she says, oh, here are your, your, here are your clothes I've washed and folded, uh, and I express gratitude, I smell my clothes, I thank her for the way they smell so lovely. Those little things of uh, just expressions of gratitude matter greatly. And I've learned it doesn't matter what else you accomplish in life, it doesn't matter how great or bad things are outside of your home. If you're, if, if you're not really happy at home, everything else sort of, it just doesn't matter. Uh, it compounds your sorrows outside uh, uh, in ministry and it, it, it uh, deepens your joy. If you just learn how to be kind to one another, show each other uh, the, just the, the niceness of life, uh, have that kind of, of honest joy and gratitude. The other thing I would say is healthy romance. You know, when I fell in love with Tanya, I really fell in love with her, and there was just a, a, an ardor, a, a desire to be with her. And when we got married, I didn't want that to go away. I realized, man, this is the woman God gave me to spend the rest of my life with, and I have continued to pursue her. And I think this is one of the main uh, defenses against Satan trying to distract us from our marriage and make our eyes go elsewhere. You need to pursue one another in a romantic relationship, even after you're married. Now we're, we're into it 42 years. Uh, she still fascinates me. Uh, she still attracts me. I still love time with her. And I think it's really important that you, you still court one another, you date one another, uh, you don't take each other for granted. And furthermore, I think this is really essential that a church family see that the pastor and his wife are in love. How can you lead a congregation and teach them about the love of the Lord Jesus for his church when the very primary instrument of demonstrating that, your marriage, doesn't demonstrate it. You really have to make sure that you are giving that kind of attention to your spouse so that you're always uh, showing, modeling for the people around you. And this is what a love relationship looks like. This is the way the Lord Jesus pursues his church. This is the way the church responds to him. And that there's a romantic relationship and furthermore, I would tell you, we've learned with all the busyness in our lives 
to carve out time for each other. And you just put it on the calendar. Someone from the church calls me and says, Pastor, I need to talk to you. You know, we get it on the calendar. We, we set a time aside where that person can talk to me. How much more should my wife have time to talk to me? So there are times that we just choose, we're gonna spend this day together, this afternoon. We're gonna go out to dinner. And we also learn to keep something on the calendar. You know, the first 20 years we were married, uh, we were mostly broke. We didn't have much money. And we had to learn how to be creative. You know, you, we, you couldn't just go on big trips and stuff then. And that was fine. We learned how to enjoy life and do cheap vacations. <laughs> you know, do the thing where you uh, take some, you know, look at a timeshare or a land deal in order to get a free three nights. We did that. We know what that's like. Uh, but we got stuff on the calendar. Hey, we're going to get away for three days here. We're going to get away for a week there. And since I have become so very busy serving both as a professor, a dean, and a pastor, we've learned to sort of take uh, not quite Sabbath weeks. We wouldn't get one every seven weeks. But, you know, every three, four months, we're going to have a week somewhere. We have special places we like to go and we like to get away. But it's, it helps us if we've got something on the calendar, whatever busyness is going on, whatever season of life uh, is happening that demands things from us, we go, we can look at each other and say, well, hey, we've got that coming up. Hang on, we're gonna get there. And then we use those times to really connect, refresh, enjoy one another and just be together. And if you will cultivate your marriage, it doesn't detract from your ministry, it expands your ministry. I cannot say this enough that a pastor's wife will either expand his ministry or she will diminish his ministry, but she will never be neutral. Uh, she will either uh, amplify or she will detract. She will never be neutral. She will either expand or she will contract his influence and it will never be neutral. Now, frankly, I think a lot of that responsibility though falls on the pastor, on the husband, because he has to shepherd the wife of his, the, the heart of his wife rather. He has to let her know that she is first in his heart. The truth is you'll get another church. And if you, you know, your church can fire you, you can leave that church, but God has given you this one wife for life. And you've got to work that, you've got to cultivate that. She needs to know that she matters to you You'll be a better pastor, you'll be a better preacher, you'll be a better Bible teacher when you really have the joy of marriage. And so you've got to do that together. No one person can pull that off, it takes both of you. But when you really surrender your marriage to the Lordship of Christ and you say, let's do this well, let's do this together, let's do this for the glory of Jesus, let's, let's help each other enjoy life and ministry, it'll help you pastor well. 